Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So yeah, man, this is the Talking Texas Podcast. I'm Daniel Tulip. Yeah, this is Double H. And we've got yeah. a special guest, man. I'm Chris from the Fences Page. Um, it's an honor to be part of the podcast. So thank you for having me, guys. I've got to you know, give a shout out to Pontus Page, man. I'm missing there. The guys that I follow on Twitter as well. These guys, man, you know, if you're looking for betting tips, good football vids, football trivia, everything, man, these guys, they're on point, man. So, I mean, Chris, man, just say kudos to the kind of job that you do for Pontus Page, man. I'm definitely hope that you guys grow, man. And let's get, get down to it, man, for, for this session, man. It's going to be good. It's been an interesting week in, in football. Um, I don't think there's any other place to start than with Arsenal, though. Double H, oh, what do you think? Do we have to? <laughs> I mean, why not? Actually, we're recording this on on Monday, but uh, you guys are going to hear this on Tuesday. But $25 million for Johnny Evans. What is this? What? Crazy. I mean, tw- uh, somebody talk. I mean, wait, I don't, wait, I don't wait, know wait, what to say. Like, what happened to Mustafi? I, I don't know. They're arguing over 500,000 pounds here, 500,000 pounds there, apparently. You know what? I think the, the, the truth is that, obviously, I don't know what Chris and Daniel think about this, but my brief take on this is that I think that this is like a trolling job that Venga and Arsenal are doing on the fans because the fact is this, is that they have the money. Arsenal have the highest season tickets in the world. The highest, higher than anybody else. So, them cobbling over 300,000, the very fact that Lacazette isn't already wearing an Arsenal jersey is an insult to all those fans who pay that kind of money for the for the club. So I think it's and the, I mean, and the fans they allow it because the thing is that you have to have 100%. It's right now it's 50% are pissed off with what's happening. 50% are like, hey man, it's Arsenal, it's my local club. Let me support them through thick and thin. You've got to all be behind and say, wait, wait a minute. Um, something's up here. Well, we're paying a lot of money for Giroud to be the main striker. Chris, man, bring us, give us your thoughts on this. I mean, where do you stand? Because we, me and Daniel, we, we've gone back and forth about this for the, for, like, for the last few weeks. So where do you stand on the whole Arsenal thing? Are we being too harsh? What is wrong with Wenger? <sighs> to be honest, I, I worry for Arsenal this season. For me, I expect both Man- Manchester clubs to be up there and fighting for the title, along with Chelsea. So that leaves four spot between what Spurs, 
and Liverpool and Arsenal. It's they, they need a marquee signing, and you know who's who's left out there to get. Who who would you if you could pick two players? Who would you go and get? Wait, 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 but Chris, let me just ask you. So, are you telling me that because me and Daniel we we, we disagreed upon this? Are you telling me that fourth top four is somehow in contention with Arsenal because this that is their divine right. Their birthright and the divine right is top four. So you're saying that they won't get top four this season? I'm not saying they won't get it, but. I mean, how many times have we said it the last how many years? You know, when they look down and out, somehow they put it out of the bag and they manage to get top four. If there's going to be a season that they don't get it, and, you know, considering the start that they've had, I know they played Liverpool at home and, you know, obviously the champions away at the weekend. It's It hasn't been the best of starts. There's there's an unrest amongst the fans. It's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for them. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they don't if they don't get the top four this season. The way I view it is that, in my view, top four is a certainty for them because my argument is that Liverpool, look at what, I mean, that is classic Liverpool and that is will be their downfall this season. You beat Arsenal away 4-3 and you lose 2-0 to Burnley. That's what's going to happen, inconsistency. And for Tottenham, in my view, Tottenham top four is not even without it because their best chance of winning the title was last season. They overachieved and they peaked last season. But with City and United in there, Tottenham, they're not in contention. Arsenal, the way they play is groomed for a top four. There's a reason why they've never fallen out of top four with the Wenger because they will end up getting a 10-game winning run because of the, the way that they play. So they will always hit that stride. And when they're winning those games, five, six games, Tottenham will, will lose some. Thingy like Liverpool will lose some. So Wenger's psychology and his strategy is groomed to get you to top four. The question is... Can they win the title? Which is the thing that with zero now they can't. But that's that's where I disagree with with you and Dan is that top four for me 100%. That is a certainty for us in this season 100%. Why are you so confident in Wenger's style that it's top four? Obviously we have history, but if you look at the team as presently constructed with no signings, it might not be that realistic to say that Arsenal won't sign anybody before what's the deadline? September 2nd or September 1st? It's probably not realistic. But, but in my answer, you you say that, but. Santi Cazola was injured for most of last season. Him coming back is pretty much like a new signing. So you put him and his creativity in that midfield, all of those draws or those chances now turn into goals, and they actually increase the amount of chances that they have. So, Are you serious? Uh, Are you telling me that Santi Cazola is the key? No, 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 no. I'm not saying Santi, he's the key. How old is he? Like 31, 32? You expect him to last the full Maybe season no, without no, going unhealthy? No, no, come on, no. Dying, come on, let's be real now. No, I'm being, I'm being 100% real. Like, you can't tell me that Santi Cazola is the key to them getting top four when they've already lost to Liverpool, they've already drawn with Leicester, and they should have lost to Leicester if Musa got the penalty. So yeah. they should be six points down. They Five will. points is nothing after two games. I mean, it's that, this These points point. count. These points count. Are, are you telling me that they can't miss out on top four by at least five points come the end of the season? There's no difference between a game in August and a game in May. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. For me, like... Points are points. Yeah. No, no, I'm saying that, no, this is a marathon, and it's like, after two games, even if they're five points behind, that's, it doesn't even bear anything of reading into what will happen at the end, end of the season. Yes, they've so got grand make-up, but how many times have Arsenal been behind with four or five games to go, and they make up those points, and those other teams slip? Give it to Wenger. We install Wenger a lot. Give it to Wenger. When it comes down to crunch time and really being consistent... Mm -hmm. Arsenal are the best finishers. 
in Premiership. Like as as for finishing strongly, Arsenal always finish strongly. Liverpool and Tottenham, as they've shown, they don't have the psychology to actually finish strongly and really do it when the pressure counts to finish strongly. They're not getting top four, man. Unless they go out and they sign Lacazette, who scored five goals in two games for Lyon. So his Does, price has gone up by 15 mil. Has uh, Lacazette not, not come out and said that he's staying at Lyon? Has he? I, I haven't seen any news. But... No, 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 but Chris, if they offer enough money, that boy's gone. How much, though? 40. West Ham offered 40, and they said no. Then Arsenal went in and offered 30 and thought that that was going to work. What? This, this is the ridiculousness that we're talking about. West Ham, I think they offered their record sum. I think it was 40 or 42 okay, million pounds. Okay, okay. You're telling me that, like, Wenger doesn't have it in him to offer 50? No, unless, and this is the only thing that I'll give Wenger, right? Three seasons ago, the season kind of started along the same way. And on deadline day, they've spent 42.5 million pounds on Mesut Ozil. Just, just because this same kind of unrest that Chris was talking about, it festers up. So maybe he'll spend on Lacazette on deadline day. But do you know how much Leon would charge on deadline day when they can't go out and get a replacement? It, or the only replacement they can get is apparently uh, Loic Remy from Chelsea. They're going to have to pay out of their ass in order to get this guy. No, no. I mean, look, man. I'm Okay, I'm thinking that in my view, if you put 50 on the table, Leon take it. That's my, that's my thoughts. Because Leon are not going to look at me. Deadline day or no deadline day, I don't, I don't, I don't give a damn. Leon are not going to tell me that you're now going to put a 55 million price tag on Lacazette. That's, that's just being stupid. <laughs> that's being completely stupid. Leon, 50 million, that's a sale. We, as a kind of trio here, we can say that that's how much Leon should ask for. Wenger has it in his head that this player is worth X amount. And if I can't get him for X amount, I'm not going to spend the money on him. He, he he said, if there's a player out there worth $300 million, I would spend the $300 million, but there's no player out there worth the value. If Arsenal offered Leon 50, they'd take it. Of course they would. But we have to understand that Wenger would never offer $50 million for a player he thinks might be 30 or 20, which is probably the accurate evaluation. But in this current transfer market, $50 million is the going rate. But let me ask you this, though. But... What conversation are we having here? Are we having a conversation saying that if Wenger, that Wenger needs Lacazette to make top four or Wenger needs Lacazette to win the, the title? Both. Chris, what do you think? No, I, I agree with you. I think um, even with Lacazette, I think they're going to struggle to get top four, to be honest, this season. No, 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 that's right. I don't understand what you guys are saying. They're being linked with Johnny Evans. The only striker they've signed is from... Hiroshima, some nuclear bomb? I don't... No, 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 look, all I'm saying is this, is that the, the, the key thing is that I don't believe you guys are even questioning the top four credentials of Wenger. I'm saying that even without Lacazette, Giroud, Cazola, Ramsey, the Zillage, Ox, who's playing a lot better right now, that's a top... They will get top four. Because who is your argument for them? Leicester City are not going to get, get, get top four. Kant is too, too big a miss. Liverpool will be very entertaining this season, but when it counts, they're going to lose. Tottenham, they picked, they picked last season. And you also what Hurricane did this summer. They're not going to do the same thing this season. So who else is there? Everton? What, what, what I will say is that, you know, Arsenal are known for not starting too well. But, um, you know, like we said before, somehow they always seem to, to pull it out of the bag. Whether they, they never start season. well. I mean, that's why Chris is right, man. Arsenal have never started well. Like, 
They're, they're very slow starters, but they're keeping that. Hence why I said, I told you guys, it's a marathon. Talk to me in March. Talk to me in February. Let's see where Liverpool and Tottenham are in February and then March. Because this is a marathon. And once in our guests to like, let's get those points, let's get those points, home and away, let's get those points, Liverpool will, will drop something. Tottenham will drop something. Arsenal will keep on getting those points, getting those points. Because because that's what happens. They're slow to really gather. But February, March, win, 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 win. It's what they always do. So, and this is how so, they always get top four. They always hit their stride come February, March. So, so double H, if, let's just say, if Arsenal get Lacazette, do you think they can win the league? Yes. You do. <laughs> I didn't say that they will win the league. No, no, no. That's, that's, that's the key thing. Don't, you, you may laugh. I didn't say they will win the league. I said they can. Those are two different things. No, no, no. <laughs> you can laugh when you want. But let me explain. No, no, no. Let me explain. Because, and also, Dan, you know what? This is actually very good to Arsenal fans. Which is very good to Arsenal fans. My thing is that. Okay, go ahead. Lacazette, as a striker in and of himself, he's not top five. I'll, I'll put him maybe top 10, top 12. Mm-hmm. Because another not many strikers out there. But you've got to understand of how Arsenal are built. Who came second last season? Arsenal. Without Lacazette. I don't think you can use Because all who's come back from, from an injury. You can't use that argument because all of the other top teams faltered. Chelsea were nowhere. United were nowhere. City were nowhere. You can't say that because they finished second last year yeah. that that this year Leicester's going to be the only team they're going to be competing against. They're competing against Mourinho. They're competing against Pep. They're competing against and Conte. Can I, can I rest, rest, rest response to that? Because guys like... I know I sound like a broken record. It is a marathon. This is a marathon. This is a marathon. Two games. Two games. Yes, City and United have started to well. Two games. I'm sorry. After two games, I can't say Mourinho and Pep have been a success. I bow down to Mourinho because he is the sage and the guru. Pep, we know of his record. Talk to me in December. It's not just it's 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 not just two games, is it though? Because this is a chronic thing that happens to Arsenal every season. And you and you guys just said it in the past. Uh, Arsenal starts slow. They lose to... Who they lose to? West Ham. They lost to Villa. They've drawn points. I, I think they've won one out of their last nine opening games. Okay, or maybe can I ask two. you this? They, they, they last can't, time what, that a quality striker was who? Van Persie. Did they win the league or did I miss that? Remember how close Arsenal were to... Almost winning the league with a Van a Van Persie in it. They're looking good, but then again, they didn't. They didn't have guys. Ozil. Imagine Ozil with Van Persie, Sanchez with Van Persie. I tell me that they don't win the league. So, are you putting Lacazette on Van Persie's level? No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not putting him on his level. But all I'm saying is that Giroud for me is an average striker. Lacazette is a is a striker that suits. Arsenal's play because it's all about a combination. Put Lacazette in, let's say, Tottenham or Everton. They're not going to do anything. Lacazette mixed with Sanchez, mixed with Ozo, mixed with um, Kakazola is 10 games, 12 games winning runs. So it's a, it's a combination because it's got the attributes and the assets that work well with the midfielders that Arsenal have. Uh, okay, so I mean, I mean, maybe Chris could answer this question. Do you think that if Lacazette comes into the Premier League that he just hit the ground running or would he need that kind of four month adjustment period I don't, I, I don't know I don't know what what do you think you can't just assume that you plug Lacazette into Arsenal and he's just gonna start banging goals left right and center that's not realistic 
most players I think, I think need time to adjust. The reason why I think it was because I've watched him play in the French League. Obviously, he needs to readjust to a higher level of league, but he plays like I'm trying to think of. I can kill this point in two seconds. How much do you rate league on on a scale of one to ten? If you say anything over one, you're lying. <laughs> Because you don't even cover League A on the half of football, do you? Look, let's let's be real here. So banging fifty goals in like League A means, means what? Like the Kuwait League is a one, or the or the Alaskan League, like like the um, Alaskan <laughs> League, that's a one. Or the Siberian league. league is maybe like a minus two. <laughs> but French League, okay, I'm sorry, that's maybe like a five, six. Obviously, like eights, nine, tens are like the La Ligas and everything. But I'm gonna give. Thinking like a six, so hence why it's low, but it ain't like one or it's two. Come on, come on. And look, man, in so Giroud he wants. Didn't Giroud come from the French league? Look at Giroud's goal tally in each season that he's played. Maybe apart from last season, each season that he's played, this guy has averaged like M17 to like 20 something Gs, 20 plus Gs. This goes against everything that you've ever said, though. Which, which is what you're giving. You're giving Giroud credit. You didn't even want to give him credit at the Euros. What? No, 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 for me. I've always said is that Giroud is not completely useless. Giroud alone can't win you a league, but Giroud is needed in combination with a Lacazette. But Wenger would never play two strikers. I'll concede. If you play Giroud and Lacazette together as a pairing, maybe, maybe that could win the league if you have... Very nice yes, pair. But Wenger's never going to do that. He's never going to play two strikers. He has way too, much, way too many midfielders to please. He's always going to try to make Walcott work. He's always going to try to make... Man, welcome to trash, don't, don't bring that guy's name up. Guy's I mean, and, and, and then you have Xhaka, who they paid maybe too much for, and $30 million. And then you have Cazola. So there's no way. There's not enough space to play two strikers unless he's going to change to 3-5-2. And that's never <laughs> happening because Wenger's not a tactician in that no, way. No, no, he doesn't Wenger's not going to change anything, man. For me, to, to win the league, you need leaders. And if you look at that Arsenal team... Great point. How, how many leaders are in that team? Great point. Chris... So come on for your, your, your points. Vieira pretty much said something similar to what you just said. Because Vieira said, I think it was yesterday or was it earlier today, he said that losing our Arsenal team, they lack physicality. Yeah. They lack physicality in that midfield. And Vieira was saying that he doesn't see any kind of presence in that midfield. And that physicality and presence comes with also a leader and a captain. And, and Vieira was more than just a very good all-round player. He was the leader of that team. Mm. He played as the captain of that team and was the sheriff of that, mid, of that midfield. So I said they can. I didn't say they will. Because when I say that they can win it with Lacazette, and I, and I don't say they will, the midfield for me is one of the most important, maybe the most important parts of a football team. And if you don't have a powerful, strong midfield presence, that will go against you because... Kokoma and Shaka are role players defensively. Kazola, Ramsey are role players and also are role players attacking. Vieira was a defender. He was a central midfielder. He was also an, an attacking midfielder as well. And that is so useful. And Arsenal not having that, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, that's had me worried. Man. So with that in mind, do you, would you change your, your decision of um, Arsenal winning the league, even if they got Lacazette? For me, no, because I still feel that when you look at how seasons go, because, yeah, United and City, no, those guys are like, they're, they're the favorites. Yeah. United and City are the favorites. But 
The only kind of little advantage I'll give Wenger is that he knows, he like it's it, it is Arsenal. Yes, Mourinho knows the Premiership, but it's still a new team for Mourinho with United. Pep, he doesn't know the Premiership. He doesn't. He remember Pep has never had to deal with um, not having a, a winter break. So how is he going to deal with that? How will him pushing these guys so hard affect them when they do not have a winter break? For Mourinho, yes, you have United and everything. Is it too much on Pogba's shoulders? So these are kind of new things that they have to deal with. Wenger, he, he knows he knows Arsenal in and out, and he okay. knows how to pace Arsenal through a whole season. So that's an, an, an advantage. So I'm still going to say that you get Lacazette, they can. No, they will. It's possible. Without Lacazette, they're not even in the conversation. What would be your top four if Arsenal got Mustafi and Lacazette? I would I would still say I would still keep it with Chelsea. To win it. Yeah, I was looking with Chelsea, Arsenal, City United. You're crazy. Whoa, 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 whoa. You would have the two London clubs over the two Manchester clubs yeah. based on Lacazette. Yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm coming at a whole new angle. Sue me. Sue me. I'm laying it down. Chris, 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 Chris. Arsenal get Lacazette and Mustafa, your top four. For me, it doesn't change anything. So I'd go United top, City second followed closely by Chelsea, and then Arsenal. See, I, I think I'd have the same. I think I'd have... You, well, I have United, Chelsea, City, Arsenal, if they get those two signs. Wait, 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 so, 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 Chris, you said City to win it. No, United. Hmm. hmm. With Mourinho's experience, um, and, you know, with the players that he's brought in... With, with, and with Rooney and, and Carrick as well. <laughs> <laughs> yo, 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 not to interrupt, but uh, Mourinho, he's making Fellaini look good. Just throwing that out there. I didn't, I didn't mention Fellaini. I mentioned Rooney and then Carrick specifically. No, sorry. But... Well, Carrick hasn't been playing. Like Daniel just said, Fellaini looks, it looks like a new signing. I think he's been one of the United's best players so far this season. I know it's only been two, two three games with the Community Shield, but he looks, he looks solid in, in the centre of midfield. And, um, you know, with Mkhitaryan to come in, I don't know, has he, has he been fit? Is that why he's not playing? He hasn't been fully fit? Look, it's weird. I don't get it. I, well, think... see, I, know, I know exactly what's going on here, okay? Mourinho's playing Juan Mata, not because he likes him, but he's trying to pump up his transfer value. This is the only thing I can think of. Because Damn. there's no way that Mourinho would let Juan Mata go from Chelsea and then make him a central piece of his United team three, four years later. It doesn't make any sense. So what he's trying to do is putting him in the shop window. And he's like, look, Mata, he can score goals, he can assist, he's a great number 10, probably our best number 10 if you look at it objectively. But I have Mkhitaryan here who's just sitting on the bench who I also kind of want to ease in to the Premier League. I don't want to send him in there trying to play it like maybe a 90 level when he's not ready. So this is just Mourinho putting um, Mata out there and trying to sell him. This is, this is what this is. That's too much overthinking, man. Way too much overthinking. This is exactly what's happening, though. Are you trying to tell me Mourinho doesn't overthink things? No, no, no. I didn't know that's like over, overthinking. <laughs> you know. it, it wouldn't surprise me if that's what he was doing. It's the only explanation because it's not like he rates Mata in the charity shield. He subbed him out. He subbed the sub. He disrespected him in front of the nation, like in front of the world. Mm-hmm. He, 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 he substituted him in. And then he took him out. Mata, he didn't even want to shake hands with him. He's disrespecting him. If I was Juan Mata, I'd stay in the team and destroy it from the inside. 
You're not gonna fuck with me twice. Nah, man. I would I would stay at United and I would destroy it on some petty shit. Like, <laughs> I'm <laughs> Jose Mourinho is a plague to Juan Mata's career. It's disgusting, man. No, look, Daniel, and he's a good player as well. That's the Mourinho. most annoying part, but man. I throw some respect to Mourinho. Okay. I, I, I respect I the hell out of Mourinho. I think he's the top manager in the world. Object- even after last season, I'd put him above Pep. I'd put him above uh, Simeone, whoever whoever you want to name. But in this specific instance, with Juan Mata attached, he's a plague, man. It's not right. Look, it's called politics, man. It's called for football politics, man. You just have look, man. You gotta roll with the punches, man. It's, it's, it's how it is, man. It's how it is. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Just just kind of leaving that to the side. Chris, how many goals do you think Zlatan is gonna score in the Premier League? Because I, I originally I thought maybe twelve. This guy mm. looks like he might get twenty, twenty-five. Yeah, I I think that's about right between twenty and thirty. Look, man, it's looking like like look. Okay, I mean, what about thirty Gs? Thirty G. People don't score 30 Gs in the Premier League. I don't care. And a 36-year-old, he's not scoring that many. Not how old he is? He's, th- th- he's, he's 34 to 36. No, he's not 36. Are you, are you, are you crazy? No way. How old is that? Then? I'll look it up. You guys better. Okay, much all right. Yeah, look it up. Um, no, no, for me, I'm shocked. Because for me, like, same thing with, with Chris. I was thinking 12, 13. And United will basically share the goals around. Because I thought that because I thought the speed... He wouldn't be able to cope with with his speed because the French league, as he even said, that you get way more chances and way way more space and opportunities in the French league. But what Ibra has done is that, which is what I said, is that even if he may not cope with the speed, his intelligence, movements, and understanding is so good that he's putting himself in very good positions. And if he puts himself one on one with a defender and the cross is okay, not even great, the cross is okay. The guy's heading ability is top, and he's so strong that it's going to be. Hence, why those two headed goals that like he did, all strength, just full on strength and full on power. So, um, I'm I'm just looking at the um, his goal tally for when he was at Milan. Hmm. Um, is that that's when Mourinho is in charge, right? Wait, you mean Inter, Inter Milan? I was in Inter Milan. Okay, so can you remember what year Mourinho was in charge? It was it was it was 2007 through 2009 10. So, yeah, it was basically, yeah, obviously, I know 2010 was definitely the, the last year, 100%. 2010 was the last year. So, 07 or 08 to 010, maybe? So, so, I'm just looking at his goal tally for those three years with Inter Milan. Um, mm. In 06, 07, he scored 15. 07, 08, he scored 17. And in 08, 09, he scored 25. How, okay, but yeah, he's, he's I looked it up. He's going to turn 35 in October. And he's never had to do, like, the kind of Boxing Day schedule. That England has, so I think he might start out fine, but then attrition as you as we get into January, February, March, he's he's gonna have to play Europa League matches. That's Thursday, no, no, Sunday. No, look, man, look, you even said yourself that Mourinho, this guy is smart. He's thinking. Mourinho, he will know that. Okay, this are Ibra guy. We need to be very careful with him because he knows him very well. He knows his age. He knows his condition, and he knows that. Yeah, Europa League is nice. Premiership is that's the the, the the daddy that is a prime target and Ibra knows that because he wants to complete the set. I've won in, I've won in Holland, I've won in Spain, I've won in Italy, I've won in France, and I want to win in England as well. So the the, the prime target is the Premiership. He's not really going to be played in that many Europa League games. So what you're going to see is probably like Rashford is going to be the Europa League dude, and maybe Ibra will be brought if they make it to like let's say the quarters or the semis. But I think it's going to be a Rashford. Um, Marshall thing, 
you know, for, for those Europa. So I can see um, that. I can see that. So so how many goals do you think he's going to get? If the number was 13, let's say, what what is it now after what three and two? Yes, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, he's yeah, he's got three goals now. Premiership. Yo, um, also, all, I I, ne I never even fathomed that Zlatan would be taking penalties ahead of Rooney, but he did. So he's the first choice penalty taker as well. Yeah, that's yeah. that's big, man. That's that's crazy. Yeah, so I'm thinking 2021. 20, yeah, I mean, I'd, for me, I'd say. You know what? I'm going to say 18, 17, and, 18. And he's on free kicks as well. Well, I mean, he'll, he'll get his fair share. Plus, he's Latin, so he'll just come up to the free kick. And yeah. if and if, and if if Rooney thinks he's taking it, Latin will just be like, nah, and then he'll just take the free kick. Again. Yeah, I mean, look, man. I mean, for me, my thing is that, I mean, if you can score a lot of goals in something like the Italian League, which is the most tactical league in the world, Premiership is, is going to be like a party house for you. If you have pretty good service, Premiership is like a party house. Stop Because how many goals did Higuain score last season? 30-something. How, how many think he'd get in, in the Premier League? You think he'd score oh, 40? Yeah, Higuain would rip the... If you put him in the right team especially, he would rip the Premiership open. <laughs> he would rip it open. Whatever. Hey, Chris, uh, how many goals do you think Zlatan's getting, man? I'm going to say about 25. 25? 25? Damn, that's high, man. That's what golden boot levels. Well, not Aguero's putting yeah, goals. You know, I mean, twenty-five. That's like golden boots level, man. I'm, yeah, man, that's high. Seventeen, eighteen. Mm. That's fair enough. I guess just lastly, touching on uh, United, Paul Pogba. Do you guys think can can you see how he's fit into the team already? He looked good, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, his first touch was 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 horrible, but but after that, he he settled into the game. Um, I, I think he can turn into one of the best players in the world. I think, how was he, 20, 24, is it? 23, 24? 23. Um, I, I think he's got it all. I, I think he's going to be, he's, he's going to become a legend at, at United. I mean, 90 million for any player is ridiculous, right? But I can kind of see that being justified already with the Adidas marketing deal, what, what he's going to provide on the pitch, and he's going to be like a player that other players are going to want to play with. So when Rooney gets phased out, you're going to need new players. When Zlatan leaves, you're going to need new players. And I think players will just want to play for Mourinho and play with Paul Pogba at the same time. So I think that $90 million, it's a bit, it's a lie in a way because it's, it's, it's way less than what his value actually is to Manchester United, the team. And I didn't really think about that beforehand, which I probably should have. I, th I think in today's market and considering his age, um, I think, and, well, and considering what you, what you just said, I think 89 is, is about right, to be honest. Yeah, especially with inflation, like uh, Double H, you still there? Mm, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> stop eating, bro. What you doing? No, no, I had to, I had to, because like my stomach was like, I was rumbling. No, no, no. He, you, you went like strangely quiet. I was like, yeah, he's up to something. <laughs> no, 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 no. My thing is that, like, like seeing Pogba in that game, this dude is like, look, man, Chris is onto something. It's like for me, I feel that Neymar. He's destined to be like the next when Messi and when Messi and Robin gets phased out, really it's gonna be like Neymar's party. But why do why like, do you skip over Ronaldo every time you say this stuff? <laughs> Wait, who? Ronaldo really retired like many Excuse, years ago. Okay, Cristiano. You always go to Robin. No, no, please, please. Let's I'm look, I'm talking about real proper football players. Put some respect on Ronaldo's name, please, would please, you please? please. Forget that guy, man. I'm talking about real players here, not clowns, man. He won a Euro. He won a Euro. It's time it's time to stop, okay? Did he, did he play for the final? No, thank you. <laughs> um carrying on.
carrying on. Um, Pogba, and I think Vieira even said the same thing. When last do we see an all-rounder like Pogba in mid midfield? When last? It's a good question. Probably Vieira. Has there been any player in between Vieira and, and Pogba who had that kind of all-round game, defensive, passing, attacking, shooting, goal-scoring? I mean, the only player that flashed in my head was a wrong one. I thought, like, maybe Essien, but no. Nah. Oh, no, 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 no. No. Nah. Like, like, like oh, Essien. Oh, Torrey, Torrey, yeah, 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 at his peak. That's the only other one. Defensively? He started the Champions League final at centre-back for Barcelona in 2009, so chill out with that. No, 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 no. And then he scored 20 Gs. We're just talking about a complete footballing central midfield package. Nah, yeah, sorry, no. There hasn't been one since Vieira. I see Vieira. Hence, what like Pogba reminds me of vintage Patrick Vieira. So my only trepidation is that look, man, I love Mourinho. He's my guy. He's the guru. He's a special one. In my opinion, if I was Pogba's agent, who really cared about Pogba, not about um, any money. Stay at Juventus because he would improve more at Juventus than he would at under Mourinho. Because Mourinho doesn't improve players, you know. But look at how much he's improved under Allegri and um, Conte and in the Juventus system. So that's my only thing, you know. That's you know, I mean, is it too early to make this move? Probably not. I don't think so because he he seems like a player that plays above his age anyway, you know. So on on the sheet it says twenty three. But if you say he looks exactly like Vieira, then he might play at an age or just at a footballing intelligence that's maybe 25, you know? Well, the thing, though, is that UV fans have even said this. They said that. Hence why UV fans are not even that bothered that they and that Pogba left because they've always felt that Pogba has always been surrounded by very good players. That Pogba by himself and having to hold and carry him by himself ain't really as good as people think that he is. You need to put him around quality players. Carrick in quality. Carrick is from the garbage bin. So that's that's a straw man, isn't it? Because Carrick isn't playing. No, no, but, no, but that's all I'm saying is that I know, okay, and Fellini in that Fellini may have started well, but Fellini ain't no Kedira or Marquisio. <laughs> you know. I mean but but then I mean he played with Matuidi and Kante in the Euros and didn't look that great. So I think some some of the credit has to go to Mourinho's tactics. So 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 you might say, yeah, you take him away from Juventus's players. But then you're also giving him to the best manager in the world. So maybe that can balance out in some way. And then he's only going to get better with age until he gets maybe like 32. Well, I mean, well, so look, obviously, young players with Mourinho, I'm just not too sure about him. This, this guy's different. I mean, like, like he's different. No, no, no. I still for me that he should have stayed like maybe one or two more years at Juventus until he's now really reached the height of his powers. Then you make a move like, like this. Because like, he still has got some improving to do in my Humble opinion. Double H. What, yeah. what, what is everything about? What do you mean? Just in general, what is everything about? It's about, about cash. It's about cash, right? Isn't that what you always oh. say? It's about cash. Pogba just got a lot of money making that move from Juventus to United. So I'm not going to tell any 23-year-old that if you're on whatever and somebody's going to triple your salary, stay at Juventus. Like, nah, bro, get your money, get your paper. So, it's about money. At the well, end of the and, and, and harm your career, because at the end of the day, you, when you die, you, you don't take the money with you when you only die. So. But you live with it. But that money won't leave you a legacy. Your legacy is what you do on that pitch. That's what people remember you for. You can, yeah. be, a legend, you, double, you can be a legend on the pitch. I'd rather be a legend at the bank. 
so, so wait, double H. If say you was at Juventus, you was Pogba, you was at Juventus, and mm. on a hundred grand, let's just say, mm. and then United came in, they offered you three hundred grand. Are you telling me that you'd you'd reject that? No. Let me answer that. <laughs> that, that did, did did you hear that pause? It's a heavy question, and I need to pick it apart very carefully. Go on, My thing is, yes, it's a lot of cash. Okay, it is two hundred thousand more. So obviously I'll be sweating as I receive that offer, you know, through my email. But I'll say to myself that, yes, my initial reaction is, my gosh, take that money. But then I'll then say to myself that I'm at a club where I'm regarded as one of the best out there. I'm in a system that works. I'm in an environment and a family that works for me. And I believe in my career. And this is just based upon me. I'm like... What I need that third or fourth car? What I need? What I need, need that fourth or fifth yacht? What I need that fifth or sixth mansion? I am already making good money, and my my football career is on the up. And I'm in a team that's in the Champions League, and I'm, and I'm one of Europe's best clubs out there. So thinking about my math, yes, I know it's a lot of money, but I would put my football career and my improvement above just any money because I could. Because my thing, and my thinking would be, okay, I take this money. I move. What if I don't fit into the system? What if I don't I like the environment? What if I don't like how it's going? I can't now turn back because once I leave, I leave. <laughs> you so, know, you may want to take, take, take me back. <laughs> so, wait, so wait, just to confirm, you're telling me that you'd reject 300 grand a week instead yes. of 100 grand? Yes. <laughs> it is a lie. I respect that. If, if you're telling the truth, if you're telling the truth, I respect that. Yes, 100% yes. But I don't believe you. <laughs> no, no, look, I don't, look, I told you, I told you, I would, I'd be sweating, I would sweat, and as I reject it, I'd probably try and blow my head off after I reject it, but still. Well, see, Double H, I don't want to put your age out there, but you're a bit older than Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba's 23, you've had that extra time to grow, like, I turned 26 in a couple Excellent. weeks. Excellent, point. So, so Pogba, yeah. if, if he's 23, he, he's not thinking with, with a kind of more mature mind to do that. I'm not. My 23-year-old self, of course I'm, I'm taking that money. Of course I am. 100%. Yeah, but but so I'm talking I... about it in my mindset of like a, like a guy in his late 20s, but 2023, um, yes, it's not without question. I'm, I'm taking... see, well, I mean, it doesn't even have to be like 100000 to 300000 If someone's offering you £10 to do a job and then somewhere else says, yo, I'll give you £30 an hour to do the same job, what are you going to do? You're going to go for the £30. Simple. Yes, if you're if, if you're young and unwise, yes, because you have to put it in context. The way you put it, like if over ten pounds, I get thirty pounds or thirty dollars more for doing the same thing. Yeah, I'm going to do it. But what context are we talking about? But in look, this, I mean, Pogba, there's a lot of context within it. So I mean, but look, you also have to think like if you're 23, it's not like Paul Pogba grew up rich. He he, I'm sure he comes from somewhere like around Paris, in a in a ghetto somewhere. If hmm. somebody's going to offer you three times more what you're worth and like seven years ago you were kicking football in like some slum somewhere. Three hundred thousand pounds a week to play football? Are you serious? I don't care if I'm going oh, to well, China. We know that Paul Bob it's, 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 it's the exact same reason people are going to China. Wait, 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 but Daniel, are we sure Paul Bob grew up in a slum? I mean I'm not saying he's coming from some favela in Brazil, but there are ghettos everywhere, double H. Especially when you're black. Let's not let's no, but, but, maybe he he grew up in a in a mansion. Or on mass, so so we don't know. Mm. Made the wrong choice, in my humble opinion. But we'll see. Maybe he'll prove me wrong. Maybe he will prove me wrong this season. But I felt that he moved too early. Ashashman, maybe. 
Chris, then, do you think Pogba will be a hit this season for United? Because you say United are going to win it this season. Yeah. So, but you say United are going to win it this season. You must believe that Paul Pogba is going to be instrumental this season for United. I, th- I think he will be. Are you, are you telling me that you don't think he's, he's going to have a good season? So this is his first season in the Premiership, a new league, a new kind of team. You think that he's going to be able to hold... Because remember, I kept telling you, Fellaini ain't Marquisio or Kedira. <laughs> you know? So he's playing... He has to do a lot more than what was required of him back at events because at events he had quality around him. But because he's now the main midfielder, he's got the pressure of all the money upon him, do you feel that as a 23-year-old, you can, you can literally consistently oppress that midfield for the whole season? Um, well, obviously time will tell, but you know, I think, I think he's going to relish it. He's, he's back at his boyhood club. He says he's where he, he wants to be, you know, playing with players like Ibrahimovic, Rooney, Fellaini. <laughs> 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 I, think, I think he's going to have a good season. I think, um, and I think, I think it's set for for Young to win it. Yeah, can, we, can we talk briefly about this whole Premiership type thing? I, I mean, this whole United winning it. You know what? I'm going to have to. I was going to talk about City next. They There's look on fire, guys, man. You know, because I said Charles initially, man, but I'm looking at Pep's tactics. He's going to run riot through this league uh, with the small teams. What if Aguero gets injured? Kelechi. Look, I like. Look, yes, I'm, I am biased. I believe that he will score 100 goals this season, but he's young. My boy is young. My my young man is young. So Nalito can play striker. I'm pretty confident. What? I what? No. But do you know how big this is? Pep was able. Pep actually chose Kelechi over Boni. Because remember, is that hard? Is that, is that hard in 2016? Isn't Boni off? Is this West Ham? No, yeah, West Ham wants him. All these strikers from like. Two, three years ago, that everybody thought were good, like Benteke and Boni. Now they're going to West Ham and Crystal Palace in these places, so I think that's kind of interesting. Man, that's that's a good buy from Palace, man. Benteke, very good buy. I mean, Liverpool made their money back, too. I think it was 32 in, 32 out, so... Yeah, man, no, no, but for yeah, Palace, that's a very nice buy, man, because... They like, need them. They don't have goals in their team, so yeah. they definitely need them. But, uh, so, Raheem Sterling, Double H, uh, your Still thoughts and opinions? He's still garbage. I don't care. Like, <laughs> people will try and use, oh, look at what he's done and everything. At the end of the day, let's look at the whole season. Sterling is a guy who speed, no brains. Simple as that. Yo, the positions he gets into are fantastic. It's his final touch and then decision-making afterwards. Yeah, which, which, is, which is the key to football. I what know, but I'm saying he's position. young, though. He's young, he though. He'll learn. Happy. How many years has it been? He'll never learn. He doesn't have it in him. I, I keep trying to tell you people, Sterling, it, Sterling and Walcott are speed measures. How old do you think Sterling is, Double H? What? How old do you think Sterling is? I don't care. What? Okay, um, 20, 21. That's young. That's, that's, yeah. that's young enough to learn. He, that means he has at least eight years to pick up something, to pick you up know, a first touch, to pick up some know, footballing intelligence. Guess how old Ronaldo was in 98. France 1998, guess. 23? Nope. Guess. I just did. 21. Ronaldo was 21 in France 1998. Okay, but how many players on the history of football have ever been like Ronaldo? Who cares? But, uh, but my, my example is that look. No, but no, but you're comparing like a run-of-the-mill player to someone who's one of the greatest of all time. That's not fair. You can't put, oh, Raheem Sterling, like, become, become R9. Like, 
Life isn't fair. I'm sorry. Life isn't Stop fair. It. Nobody's even what? comparing Pogba to Zidane. Like, you don't do that, even though the talent is there. So why are you putting... No, no, no. Oh. no, 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 no. Okay, my point is that I have seen enough of Sterling, even if he's young. In my view, I don't think he can improve. Because there are certain players where I can see them and say, no, there is improvement here. From what I've seen of Sterling, there is not that much you can do to improve upon him. Someone like Kelechi, on the other hand, or someone like Ross Barkley, these are players who you, these guys can definitely improve. There is an upside to their game. Sterling, the upside isn't that steep. <laughs> you know, you're just blind to, to the talent. Then. Nah, speed mentions, man. That's it. Chris, 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 get in, get get on this. What do you think about Sterling, man? I can see why Double H is saying that. Um, for me, obviously, you know, again, he's young, and if there's a manager that's going to bring the best out of him, I think I think it's Pep Guardiola. Exactly. Let me say this right now. As I've never been a fan of Pep and, and everything, but what I've always said with Pep is that he's a very good coach and is a very good man-to-man coach. So the very fact that he actually believed, because I thought he would actually do away with him Sterling, but the fact that he's actually kept Sterling, but who knows, maybe when Sterling comes, Sterling may, may, may displace Sterling. But the fact that he's kept with Sterling, and I would admit that Sterling has, is looking better than I've seen him in previous seasons, Maybe, as Chris would say, maybe Pep is the guy to actually somehow change my view on, on, on this dude. James Rodriguez could be leaving Real Madrid. Chelsea look like they could buy him for $60 million. Uh, One, do you think James should leave Madrid? And two, what would Chelsea need with James Rodriguez? Um, James Rodriguez... First of all, answer the first question, I don't care, because I think he's becoming <laughs> irrelevant right now. Really? Second, Chelsea don't need a Hamish Rodriguez. They need Koulibaly. That's the key thing. This guy was one of the best central defenders last season. He was amazing. So Chelsea should be focusing on getting Koulibaly. They shouldn't focus on getting Hamish. Hamish Rodriguez, mate, you had a bright spot in 2014. Since then, it's been all downhill. Mm-hmm. Overrated. Has he had chance, though? Has he, has he had game time? No, 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 Real Madrid have played him, and when he's played, sometimes he'll have like a really good game, but consistently, guys like Isco or these other boys just are, are, are better than him and more, more consistent. So he's been given, he was given chances by Benitez, by I believe Ancelotti, he's been given chances, but it's, it's, it's just not gelling for him, really. So I don't know, I don't understand, I don't know what happened to that to do that we saw in 2014, who was like the best player in 2014. So I don't think Chelsea need him. They have Fabregas, who's on the bench. Oscar seems kind of sort of rejuvenated. I know you don't whoa, read the but whoa, 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 whoa. he, he looks better. You have, you have Matic, who can't... Oscar. Did you just say Oscar? As in the Grouch, as in Grant, as Oscar in Oscar. is Oscar. useless. Daniel, you should know better. Oscar is useless. He's not... No, please. I'm saying he looks better, okay? I'm not saying he's some sort of world-class... He's going to be in FIFA's World Eleven. I, ne- I never said that. I said he looks better. Okay, Matic can't be worse than what he looked last season, and I th- and I think Conte's tactics are going to help him out. You have Conte in midfield already, and I don't think Conte's ready to play two strikers yet with Bashiwai and Costa. Speaking of Costa, do you guys think Costa's going to score more goals, or do you think he's going to get more yellow cards this season? <laughs> because I'm slightly leaning towards bookings with this new rule that you can't go and protest to the referee. I feel like he's going to get a yellow card every game. So that's at least 38 yellows. Or sus- <laughs> Well, now, if you get suspensions, that's minus 7. So 29 yellow cards. 
he's not going to get 29 goals. So he might get more yellow cards than goals. We think. Also, he's rescued six points for Conte. I mean, mm. that's huge. I was always thinking, that, okay, that's Conte needs to get a strike and so forth. Costa has been coming in and, and doing his, his thing, you know. He's been mm. doing his thing. So it's weird, man, because I'm like, bro, do you need to be that confrontational? Do you need that as, as part of a game? You're a finisher. If you were, let's say, like a Felipe Melo, who is like a, a part-time thug, then yeah, okay, I understand. But you're a striker. As a striker and a finisher, you don't need to be get involved. You don't need you don't, you don't need to have that mindset that a defender or a, or a defensive midfielder needs. So I don't get why you have to be so thugged out as a striker. Well, I, th- I think it's, he's one of those players that needs that kind of edge in order to get himself into the top level. Because yeah. a Pogba, for sure, I don't know where he comes from, right? So that point might have been a bit moot. But Diego Costa comes from the slums in Brazil. He didn't have the the customary football upbringing. He came basically from street football, where he and his brother, I read an article where they would just fight people just kind of for fun, and also that's just who they were. So he needs that kind of anger and pent-up anger to get on people. He needs to be on that edge, so to speak. And sometimes he can go over the edge, and we've seen him stamp on Martin Skirtle and poke people in the eyes, what he did to Gabriel last season. I thought was ridiculous. But uh, if he plays that edge right, and he gets a manager who's arguably just as crazy as he is, and he can you know, harness that kind of energy, you're looking at a player who can get 20, 25 goals. I mean, I mean, like, well, I mean, what about you, Chris? I mean, do you think Costa can give Chelsea twenty-five this season? I think twenty-five might be might be a push. I think if he gets between fifteen and fifteen and twenty goals, I think he'll have done well. Um, the thing is with him, you don't, you never know what you what you're gonna get, um, and you know you got to take the good with the bad. Um, like Daniel said, he's he's rescued what six points already this season. Yeah, man. Um, so you know he looks he looks back to back to his best or all that. So um, it's going to be interesting to see, like Daniel said, how many yellow cards he's going to get this season. Not to linger on Costa, who's your most annoying player in the Premier League? Because I'm sure Diego Costa would top a lot of people who are listening to this. Like the player Bartley. you you hate the most in the Bartley, Premier League. Bartley, Bartley. Who? Bartley. Phil, Phil Bartley. Yeah, I mean, wait. I think is it. I think it's he plays for. Is it Sunderland or Stoke? Stoke. Is it? I think it's Sunderland. He is. He has no business being on a, on a football pitch. Nowhere. He literally is an ex-convict. Lee Catamore, Jan Vertonghen from Tottenham, and my top candidate is uh, Moreno from Liverpool. This Moreno, right? He just makes stupid mistakes. I just watch him. Plus, his face is annoying. It, I don't know. Nah, no, 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 no. That's a poor reason, but come on, man. Stop. Nah, just look at his face. Like, what? Well, no, there's nothing wrong. No, John Terry has one of the worst faces out. There. Yes, yes, he he's does. got an annoying face. The, a, 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 a punchable face. Spanish dude, man. Yeah, man. Just, just go back to Phil Barsley. You're right, Daniel. He plays for Stoke. Um, but yeah, with 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 Moreno, I completely get what you're saying. He's just got that type of face that you just. It's just decision making is just wretched. Like. I've never seen him make a good tackle. He, he he can you know pop up with an odd goal here or there, but he's just an annoying footballer, man. Jesus. Anyway, uh, so, oh speaking of Liverpool, uh, they lost to Burnley. What's that about? That's why they're not going to get top top four. 
which is what I think explains to you people because everybody's candidates for top four is Liverpool. And the, the very fact they lose to Burnley 2 0, they'll be entertaining, they'll be fun to watch, they're not going to get top four. Do you, do you not trust Klopp to kind of get that team going? Or do you uh, think this is. A- I think no, trust is the wrong word. I think it's a case of. It's, it's not Dortmund. Mm. As in Coutinho, these boys are nice, man. The, those, that group we had as Dortmund were a very special group. That's why Bayern bought like all of them. <laughs> you know? So those are some very good players. Liverpool's attack um, force is not the same as when Kagawa was at his peak, Gotts at his peak, Lewandowski at his peak, um, all, all, all these guys. Um, so Hoffman, all, all these guys. So... Um, They'll do well, they'll be entertaining, and they are playing like that Dortmund that he used to have, but they're just not the same players, so they won't be able to win as many of those games and be as creative and as dynamic as those guys were. So, do you, do you guys also, think that, almost as well as, as a defender. Mm-hmm. I mean. Do you guys think this Sam Vokes guy, that he can rescue uh, Burnley from relegation? Because the last two goals I've seen from him were the one that he scored uh, against Belgium, in the Euros, which is a fantastic header. And the goal he scored against Liverpool, I thought was probably the goal of the week. The, no, the, the, the turn, the pivot. It was a good goal. Look, Burnley could do it, man, because I think... They're very organized with the 4-4-2. All, every player knows where to be. They call uh, Dice the Ginger Mourinho. <laughs> and he looks wow. like it. I mean, his tactics, just the way he has it set up. And it's like they spent a lot of money, either. So thought that might have been something to point out. But it segues me into... The Andre Gray discussion. Did you did you guys see the tweets that he had from like 2012? Man, let a guy tweet in peace, man. I mean, jeez. So what? He must like bow down and now kiss everyone's ring. Okay, he said the stuff. Apologize and just move on. It's just not even a big deal. Do you know how much it annoys me that people go back and they dig up tweets? How? Like, are you scrolling through? 7,000 tweets? Like, who does this? Just and then read oh, every no, single one nice or. Time. Or or uh, do you go to like Twitter search, and like there's like an advanced Twitter search that you can do, and you type in every fucked up word that you can think of, yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. you just read it. Like who who does this? And it it it's it's why it annoys me is people think it's a controversy because nobody understands that people can fucking change. Just because I said something in 2011 doesn't mean I still have those same beliefs in 2016. You grow, you evolve, you, you have different opinions, you learn more about the world, uh, your situations evolve, life happens. So just because I said something maybe homophobic or just insensitive about maybe a certain situation doesn't mean that five years later I think the same way. So my issue isn't with Gray. He can tweet fucked up things five years ago and then be different. But for people now to go back and look at his tweets and possibly ruin his career. You don't know how Burnley could have taken that controversy on. They could have been like, oh, now that he said X, Y, Z, we're going to get rid of him. I think there's a problem with people going back and looking at it and trying to find controversy where maybe there shouldn't be. Well, no, for me, and I it think, really annoys me. No, no, I look like, like Facebook has a feature, a new feature that whenever you log in, it shows you like flashbacks of what you wrote a post like four or five years ago. Sometimes when I read this stuff, I'm like, Mike, I, I wrote that? Because it just happens about, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking like four years ago or six years ago. So it's like you have a, you have a different mindset. Remember, 
he's I think back then he was in in a non-league team, so maybe his career was not really going to go different places. Who knows what his situation would have been personally, privately? So it's like people and also the thing about Twitter is that there are times when like later night you just tweet something, you something happens to you and you, and you just because it's so easy to do. And the whole point about Twitter is that it's so it's very easy. It's very user friendly and it's just such a quick thing to do. So literally, you just tweet out your instant thoughts, and hence why people say that people are even like celebrities are trained on Twitter, and some celebrities actually like um, get PR people to use their tweets because it's a very dangerous tool if you use it the bad way because it's so easy to just write stuff. So guys, man, just get real, man. I mean, come on. I mean, how it's how it's even a story is just it's, it's beyond me, man. What do you think, Chris? To be honest, I haven't really. I've only seen a couple of the tweets. Um, the oh. ones I have seen are pretty embarrassing. Having said that, like Double H, he's apologised. We all make mistakes. Um, so for me, anyway, we've got to give him the benefit of the doubt and just move on. It's one of those things. Yeah, man. I mean, also, I mean, just if anybody's listening to this, if you even have a modicum chance of being famous and you have the money to do it, just as an aside, hire someone to read your Facebook. Hire someone to read your Twitter account. And you can delete these things. So delete anything that you think might be potentially hazardous to your career. It's just kind of smart to do to get a PR person or someone, like Double H said, to hire someone to read your tweets. Because you don't, you never know who's trying to fuck up your money at the end of the day. Truth. So, uh, so Double H, you want to talk about uh, Brazil winning gold? Look, man, this doesn't really fully make up for the seven-one baptism. In 2014, but it begins the healing process. This wasn't the real Germany, and so forth. People say, okay, Olympics are not really the proper thing, but it's the manner in which Brazil won because Brazil played like the old Brazil, not that crappy Dunga nonsense. They played like the Brazil that we know, which was the key thing about it. It's how they approached the, the game and how they won through the game. So what this is that it just gives them confidence going into 2018 that, you know what, Brazil can maybe try and take back their crown and remind people that there's a reason why they've won five World Cups, you know, because of how they interpret the beautiful game. So, yeah, it was vital, vital that they won. I, I don't know about you guys, but uh, Chris, did you find yourself rooting for Brazil? Uh, or first, did, did you watch the match? I caught a little bit. Um, huh. The atmosphere. Well, the bit that I did catch, the atmosphere was incredible. Well, I, I was just gonna ask. Like, I found myself rooting for Brazil during the penalty shootout, just because they can't lose to to Germany again, right? <laughs> I was just like, for for the sake of Brazilian football, kind of for this for the sake of football in general, I kind of hope they win. So when Neymar's penalty went in, I kind of gave it a fist, and I was like, yeah, just because it it kind of felt good. And also, I saw a picture. Do you, you guys remember the guy from the World Cup? He was a Brazilian guy. He used to. He he was holding the the World Cup trophy. Oh yeah, yeah. He was like an old dude with the mustache. He passed away. And, oh. Yeah, and his son was there when uh, when Brazil beat Germany. So I thought that was a, a pretty cool thing to see that oh, his wow. son kind of carried the torch. Yeah. Uh, but also, there was there was a German player. I don't know if you saw this. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he put up seven fingers to the crowd. No, no, no for me, I think it was young, but I think that's like, I think people were saying that because even some German guys. We're angry that that was done, and they were saying that like you know what it's look remember these guys are young. Some of these guys I, are like twenty nineteen, so it's maybe just a very young guy who's just been stupid. Can I can I just ask after 
Neymar's heroics, where do you guys rank him amongst Brazil's all-time greats? Oh, no way, near, no way, near. It's like he ha- he hasn't he hasn't won a World Cup yet, so I don't think he can be in a Brazilian great without winning a World Cup, right? Yeah, his goal walk to that. For me, he's still well behind like Rivaldo, Pele, Garincha. And Rivellino, Ronaldo, he's still, he's still well behind all those boys, man. Yeah. Do you think you can ever get into that bracket with those guys? Oh, yes. Yes, 100%. I, he, he, he definitely can. Like, the thing with Neymar is that Messi may be a freak of nature, attributes-wise, but Neymar has an X factor that Messi doesn't have. Because Neymar is the kind of guy that he will score that free kick in that final, which is did. Neymar's the kind of guy where, give me the ball, Last penalty, the entire nation, the entire countries, weight on my shoulders, and I will deliver. So I have more faith in Neymar delivering at key moments than I do Messi delivering at key moments. So yeah, man, Neymar has that, you know, je ne sais quoi to his game, man. Well, I, th- I think I read a stat that he scored 63 goals in 89 games, which is is incredible. Wait, you mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's that's for for Brazil. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. You know, I mean, this dude, he, he is the next global star. After Messi fades out, he is the next big star. So not really Pogba or Dybala, Neymar is that dude. Like He's already creeping towards it. But let me just add one quick thing, man. I feel that Neymar should have gone to Real Madrid. Is this your Ronaldo hate coming out? No, 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 no. I just know, for me, him going to Barcelona, he's playing second fiddle to Messi. And Neymar has to be a main dude. And I just think that looking at how Real Madrid are set up, I just think that it would suit Neymar's football better him as Real Madrid than him as Barcelona with Messi. So, mm. Yo, Do you know on, on the new FIFA rankings that uh, Neymar is rated higher than Suarez is? Even after, like, how many goals did Suarez score last season? Like 50? Who, who though? Against who? Well, I mean, are you going to discredit all the goals Messi has scored in his career just because he played in Spain? But it's but we're talking about Messi, though. <laughs> Don't use that. Oh, we're talking about Messi. Messi is not about his goals. Messi is about this dude's footballing ability. Like the kind of ball is a is a damn good baller. Messi is a is a is a one of a kind man. <laughs> okay, Messi is a one is a, is a one of a kind. Like for me, Neymar and the cannibal. For me, I feel that there is more to Neymar's game than than the cannibal. That's yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but last season, if the if the rankings are about last season, Suarez might have had a better season than Messi. If you want to be objective, yeah, look, man, you've got to give the cannibal his dues. He should really be rated high. You know, I mean, because what he did last yeah. season was pretty crazy. So, is is that is that disrespectful to call him the cannibal, or do you not care? He eats, he eats people, and he's racist. So, I mean, I can call him the cannibal racist, but that's totally long-winded. But he does eat people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you've eaten people three times, you've, you've not been, been, been cured. Wait a minute. Okay, he, he bit someone in Ajax. He bit... If, oh, he did, he did, he did. Yeah, he, he, he bit Big Booty, and he bit someone, and, and he bit Chiellini. Chiellini, so. yeah. Damn. <laughs> Thank you, yes. What do you guys think that is? Do you think that's just like something that he he had when he was a kid, and nobody yeah, just kind of beat it beat it out of him? Like if I did that, I'd get a problem, man. I think it's just like a mental psychological thing. Going back to what you said, Daniel, you say your Neymar's rated better than Suarez. Yeah. So so what are the what are the ratings, the rankings? 
I mean, I'm looking at like the, the leaked screenshots here. They're kind of interesting if I'm if I'm being real. Bale is one point better than Benzema. Benzema's at 86. Bale's at 87. What? Wait, 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 wait. What? Benzema's at 86? Yeah. It's that's, it's, that's, it's, it's, that's stupid. That's what I'm looking at. Griezmann's so, so 86. Is, wait, 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 wait. So how how is what is Cristiano rated and what is Bale rated? Cristiano's at 93. Bale's at 87. So see, see, that's just that, that's just rubbish, man. That, yeah. That's just rubbish. 93. Torres has an 80, so I don't know how we're going to take this shit serious. Like, is it not look Fernando Torres has an 80, bro. Do, I mean, that's, I mean, I mean that's, that's just being clowns, man. I mean, Benzema 86, Cristiano 93, that's just being stupid. What's Robin? I, I don't see the Bayern Munich squad here. Oh, uh, so, so, Double H, what would you rate Benzema and Cristiano? Oh, no, no, Benzema, sorry, man, that guy, he ain't, he ain't sniffing 80. That guy's, I'm going to give him a 10. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, okay, okay, here we go. Here we, let's 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 do this. Let's do Double H's FIFA 17 rankings, all right? Because I'm sure you're way more opinionated on FIFA than I am. Giroud, he has an 82. What would you give him? 75. Come on, mate. You have you have to think. No he's way. he's come he's, on, he's come on. He can shoot. He's he's a penalty box terror. All right, um, okay. He's physical. 70, 70, 76. Sorry, I, I, I can't go higher than that. 76, I can't go higher. 76, okay, thank okay. okay, James Milner is an 80. What would you give him? Oh, wow. Wow, wow. That's 71, man. 71. <laughs> De Bruyne, 88. I, I feel like that should be higher, if I'm being honest. 88, did you say? Yeah, 88 rated. I'd say 87. Right. 87. Really? 87. 87. 87. Kelechi has a 74. To be free few and objective, I'd say Kelechi, I'd say 78, 79, 78, 78. Yo, this is is ridiculous. Fabregas for Chelsea is rated at 87. Kante has an 81. That's How? How is that possible? Like, no, Kante, that guy is easy like an 86 or 87. Fabregas... He's a 78. I don't understand that because Kante was the best player in the Premier League last season. And and every other player on Chelsea, they had a horrible season. Except maybe Willian, who's 85. This is Latan. He's 90. Mm. I mean, his physical, dribbling, shooting, passing, they're yeah, all pretty have crazy. Some, if you want to be statistical, I mean, you've got to give like a 90. Aguero? Um, if I can find Manchester City... Aguero should be like in ninety something. He has to be. <laughs> you know, the guy scores too many goals, man. Well, if if Slatan's ninety, then uh, Aguero's an eighty-nine. I think Aguero's a better striker in this moment yes. than Ibrahimovic. But Ibrahimovic's kind of persona lends him to being. Let me ask you guys this question though: Why was the issue with Aguero and Higuain very good for clubs, garbage for Argentina? Why is that? I'll let you answer this, Daniel. If we're just going to take Napoli last season, the whole club or was set around getting Higuain goals. For Manchester City, I don't want to say their whole purpose is getting Aguero goals, but that's his key role in the team. I think when you go to Argentina, everything's tailored around Messi. And for better or worse, Messi, even though he doesn't necessarily work in Argentina's system, you still have to put him at the number one spot. Whereas Higuain, even people like... Uh, 
Di Maria, for instance, they don't necessarily take precedence in Argentina's side. So I think that might be the discrepancy, why you see Higuain flourish in Italy, uh, Aguero flourish in Spain, and then subsequently in England, but maybe not at the international level. It can't really be about the talent around you, because Argentina have one of the best pools to pull from. Too much talent? They've got too many... Focal big, points? Yeah. Big players, yeah. yeah. I think maybe that you could split kind of the direction of your team in too many ways. But, I mean, that shouldn't really be an excuse. No. Yeah. By the way, by the way, Higuain is an 88. So you have uh, Zlatan at 90, Aguero at 89, and Higuain at 88. Dybala is an 85 double H, so that's a big improvement for your boy. Yeah, man. There is no reason why those guys have not already won either a Cup America or a World Cup. I mean, the, the talent is there. This It's the most talented Argentina team in history. Maradona did not have this kind of, of, of talent. He did it, you know. So there is no reason why this team should win. And I think it's, it's a case of they've been there. They were in the final, but Messi just didn't show up in that final. Mm. Cup America final again. Messi showed up in, in, in that final, but again, he got in, he didn't show up. So it's a case of everybody has to chip in and everybody has to, to ride or die, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, do we have any questions this week, Double H? Questions, all right, let me. Um, we can do, let's, let's take maybe one question, one or two questions. All right, let me, let me open this right up. We have a question from Sam Siman. Is it okay to quit, to quit on Arsenal for the year and support another club? If yes, which? What was the question again? Is, that, is, that, is it okay to quit on Arsenal for the year and support another club? If yes, <laughs> which club? No, no, for me, I think that you know what? It's your club. You've got to just um, you've, you've you've got to stick with it. You have to stick with your club through thick and thin. That's what it is about, and I think that. But I'm telling you guys right now, and going back to what we started off by saying at the beginning, top four is guaranteed for Arsenal. That's not a question. It's not in doubt. They will get top top four. The question is, can they win the title? That is the only question that should be asked. Not about top four. It's can they win the title? And all I'm saying is that, you know what? Pressure has to be put on your mind, Javanga, to go out there, get secure Mustafi, because you can't play a dude, a dude called Holding in defense. I'm sorry, that's, that can happen. And get and secure Lacazette. Then we can talk. And do you think he will? I don't think Wenger will get Lacazette, you know. Yeah, I, I don't think that will happen. Mustafi, I don't think he'll get Lacazette. How much combined do you think Mustafi and Lacazette would be? And do you think that they would spend that much? So 50 plus 30. Do you think Wenger's going to spend 80 million? On any no. combination of players, I don't think so. He won't. No, he won't. So, so you're just gonna have to kind of troop it. I think with with the fans on rest at the moment, I think he's gonna be forced to do something. Yeah, but yeah, but what something? Well, those two players that you just mentioned, I think it might get to the stage where he, he just doesn't have a choice. And um, and the thing is, now that they Everyone knows that Arsenal are desperate. Well, I don't want to say desperate, but they, they need one or two players. They're obviously, the, the prices are going to inflate even more. So it's his own fault at the end of the day. He should have done, done his business earlier um, and not left it last minute again. So 
Yeah, he always he always leaves the last place, man. <laughs> What's this guy's problem, man? Just do it early. Uh, for me, look, to ask the question, stick with your damn seat, man. Don't don't jump. <laughs> okay, this is this is an, an interesting one. Um, if you are in charge of FIFA 17 ratings, state your top five overall players with their perspective ratings in world football. Mm. Say the question again. Our top five players. Yeah, so if you're in charge of FIFA 17 ratings, state your top five overall players with their perspective ratings in world football. Whew. Okay, number one, Messi. 96, probably. Yeah, number two, Suarez, probably. And then it gets kind of hairy after that. Because uh, do you want to go through midfielders, defenders, goalkeepers? No, that's not for me. I'd say for me, my top five, I've got to roll with Messi, Robin. Why do you rate Robin so much? Like Ro- yes, Messi, Robin. Then he probably got to roll in with. I'm gonna say Bale. Then I'll say the Cannibal. Then I'll probably roll in with someone like either a Bonucci or a Chiellini. Ah, I was just about to say that. Can the whole Juventus back four? Can that be like Buffon, Chiellini, Barzagli, no, and no, Bonucci? You got to pick pick one. Because I mean, yeah. So, no, no, no. That's that's my pick. Those four and Messi. You've got to have Robin. Like Robin, Robin went. No, I don't. I do not have to have Iron Robin. Robin. I don't understand you and Iron Robin. What is it? Robin. I you know I, you know what I like about Iron Robin? It's the hand that comes out when he's dribbling the ball. Like why does he do that? It's like it's part of his balance. No, no, no. When Robin when fit is one of the most coldest football players that I've ever seen. Cold, cold blooded. I agree, but. Top five, really? Top five, one hundred percent top five. That is without question top five. I'm a massive fan, but I wouldn't put him top five. Top fifteen, maybe. Yeah. Whoa, you see, that's you see, you're just being disrespectful now. I'm not being disrespectful. I think that's a realistic target. They're, 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 they're probably top fifteen. That is ridiculous. Do you you want to go through like 15, fourteen players that are better than Iron Robin, Manuel Neuer, Boateng, Hummels, oh, just on his team? Thomas Muller is better than him. Oh, you see, it takes it out. <laughs> now we become more. <laughs> Tell me that Thomas Muller is better than Aryan Robin. Are you psycho? Do you know what this guy can do? He's a one-man wrecking ball. If Robin was fit, Holland would be really playing the Euros. Easy as that. If Robin was fit, Holland would be in the Euros right now. What's the saying? If mine was a man, she'd be my uncle. Like, so what? I am disappointed in both of you. In both of you, I'm very disappointed in both of you. Why? The the the, the disrespect you've shown, Robin, is. <laughs> I, I I said I'm a I'm a big fan, but to put I'm, him I'm a fan too, but I'm not calling him top that's five. Not, that's not enough. That is not enough. I, that's not acceptable. I want top five. You think you put him in your top two? Yes. Crazy, <laughs> crazy. Top two, hundred percent. You you mean to tell me he, you mean to tell me he had a better a better season than Suarez last season? No no no. no. See, now that's a different question. If we're not going back on what did you do for me lately, Robin was, has been injured. So if we want to say what have you done for me lately, Robin isn't even in the conversation because he was injured. But if we want to talk about overall, when everybody is at their fittest, my gosh, Robin is one of the coldest in the world. When he's, at his, when he's fully fit, man, I don't, <laughs> I don't joke with, 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 with Robin. I don't joke with Robin at all. I, I, think, you're, I think you're outside of your mind if you're yeah. thinking he's top two. Based on last season, based on the last two seasons, you're crazy. When Robin is fit, come talk to me. <laughs> when Robin, I told you, I told no, you, no, 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 no. When Robin is fit, you come talk to me. 
and then we can have that discussion. <laughs> but but right now, I don't have to come to you because you're coming to me with kind of nonsense. I mean, 14 players better than Robin. I mean, Daniel, that's that's very disappointing. In I'm the current in the current climate, I think that's realistic. I didn't did I say no, Lewandowski? No, no, that's very that's that, that is very disrespectful. There are five, there are five better players on his team. How is he top two in the world? You just you just you just said to me that Thomas Muller is better than Robin. That's look 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 Robin. objectively, Lewandowski is better than him. Muller is better than him in my opinion. You can have Muller. Your, Hummels, Hummels, Boateng, Neuer. That's five. Hard to compare. Different positions. Hard to compare. It's very hard to compare different positions. But let's keep it with attacking players. Muller is not better than Robin. Lewandowski, let, we can have a conversation. Absolutely put Robin over Lewandowski, though. But we can have a conversation. You're... Muller, we can't have a conversation. Chris, you see what I have to deal with on a weekly basis? This guy's crazy. <laughs> we can't have a conversation. Like, I mean, you cannot converse with me. Like, same thing about how I can't have a conversation between Cristiano and Messi. That's not a conversation. I can kind of see your point on Ronaldo. This one's just over the hill. It's Jack and Jill. There's, I don't know. Look, top five. Minimum top five. Minimum top five. I think top ten at a push. Hey, wow, wow. As soon as we're done, I want you to to go to YouTube and look at Robin's goal against Man United in the Champions League from the corner kick. That's what I want. I've seen it. I remember it vividly. Watch the goal then, then go go to to, to sleep. So literally, brush and see, do all you have to do. As before you go to bed, just watch the goal and go straight to bed. That's all okay, I'm asking. Okay, and what I want you to do is I want you to go on YouTube and watch the highlights where Lewandowski scored five goals in like 20 minutes. What did he do at the... What, what has he done internationally? Tell me. What has Robin done internationally except not get his team to the Euros? Um, Robin... Who was best? Who was, I mean, one of the best players of World Cup 2014 with a, with a bunch of scraps. Robin led scraps to third place. Scraps. To third place. Scraps. And who dived against Mexico? So he had to put away the penalty still. So. He said so. He's a cheat as well. Let's not let's not forget that. He's one of the no, greatest no, divers of all time. Desire. Him. It's called desire. Hand up goals. It's called desire. It's not called cheat. It's called desire. Him him and Ashley Young would be a fantastic synchronized diving team at mm-hmm. Olympics in Tokyo 2020. Very, you 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 guys have a lot of explaining to to do. Because I mean once you play this back to yourselves you guys would realize the mistake you've made, then I expect a full double-spaced apology once you actually realize the mistakes that you guys just made on this double, show. Double H, you put Robin, Iron Robin, in your top two players in the world. Yes! Do you, you not understand what that means? Yes! I, I understand. <laughs> top two players in the world. Chris, I'll Chris, I'll also add as well, there was a time where I put Robin above Messi. There's a time where Robin was was my number one guy to go to. He was my number one guy. He was listen, my. Dude. Listen, let, let, let's let's just end this, man. Because I can't. You've gone. Oh no! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Just last week we said that uh, we were gonna do uh, a game of the week prediction. Uh, we did Leicester and Arsenal. I predicted a two-two draw. You predicted a three-two Arsenal win. I get a point because I got the draw correct, but I didn't get the score correct. No, 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 no you don't. Wait, wait, 2-2. Two, two. So you got the draw right now. That's no, late. No, you, no, we no. both got it wrong. Both zero points. Listen. We both got it wrong. No, 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 no. No, this is how this works. Three points for an exact score line. 
one point if you guess just the result correct and nothing oh. for nothing. That's how it works. That's how three one zero. That's how the that's how the look table works. Take, look, man, take your 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 cheap point, man. That's not just cheap. Okay, and and this week I think the game of the week is Liverpool Tottenham. If I'm correct, let me look this up. So I guess that that'll be our game of the week. Uh, what do you think about Liverpool Tottenham? I guess we'll start with Chris. What's my prediction? Yeah, just just your gut instinct. Two one Tottenham. Yeah, two one Spurs. This is big because you speak for the punters page, so. I mean, this is yeah. actually like a, a legit betting tip, guys. So, get on it. I'll, I'll, uh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go with two one Spurs. Two one Spurs. What, what yeah. you got, Double H? Man, this is. Um, I think I'm gonna roll with two two. You know, two two. Oh, you stole my prediction. Uh, and okay, so just to be different, I'm gonna go with the one one because there's no way neither one of those teams are gonna keep a clean sheet, right? Liverpool's not gonna keep a clean sheet. No, no, and who knows? Maybe like no, Chris maybe right because like I think that Tottenham playing at home, they're very good at 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 home. It's not going to really going to be like a three to a four. So that'd be too much. I think it'll be exciting. There'll be chances, but you're looking at like a one goal swing, but like a two one. So a two one does make sense, but I least say a two two because I just feel that they're both attacking team. And Liverpool have actually become a lot more attacking. So I just think that they will it will end up being. Exciting to a level of like a two-two, but two-one could that sound make sense? Is, is yeah, Mane going to be back? Is he going to be back fit and playing? If he plays, then Liverpool might be able to sneak a result. If not, I think then um, it's there for the taking for Spurs. But but then like so, so two losses on in a row for Liverpool, man, that's heavy, man. We got anything else, Chris? You got anything? Uh, can I just say um, thank you for having me again? It's been oh, it's been lovely. It's been swell, man. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, and yeah, just keep doing what you guys are doing. I think you're you're onto something. Um, I've been a big fan of your your podcast for well since it started. Um, so yeah, thank you very much, man, and all the best. Where, Plug yourself, man. Plug yourself. Yeah, man. yeah. I was about to say, what are your links? Where can people find you, man? Uh, so uh, the website is thepunterspage.com. Um, you can follow us at the punters page. You can follow me personally at Chris M Millas. So yeah. Yeah, we do this every Tuesday. You can subscribe on the iTunes store. You can subscribe at SoundCloud. Email us at TalkingTactics at mail.com. You can tweet at us at TalkingTactics. Follow us individually at HaveHopeHut at HaveHopeHut and Daniel to look. And yeah, Talking Tactics, man. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace. Podcast Network.